I've been sucking dicks and fucking chicks. Welcome back to the next episode of Pod Pass and Pod Curious. And this time in the house, we've got a special guest. And also, it's our goddamn motherfucking 4th of July spooktacular. Isn't that something such a stretch? Chance, how do you feel about that? I'm welcome to the beach, boys. Welcome. This, this is we are this opening is... up this month with beach spectacular. All of our films are going to deal with beaches, and we are opening up with the best beach scene ever. Spray them open. Our theme is we're headed to the beach. Spray Nazis open. Because last month it was Disney and kids films, and we did what did we do? We did Eight Below. Meet the Deedles. Meet the Deedles. Forget the rest. Fairy, Meet the Deedles. We did all that shit. Meet the Deedles. Fucking and out. now we're here. We're patriotic, and we're fucking slamming into your goddamn coastal I'm spending with... I'm spending the next hour of this podcast kneeling. Who are you kneeling? <laughs> troops? I'm I'm kneeling against the uh, troops. Kneeling against the troops because they let Vin Diesel die. Because and... there's apparently good guys on both sides and you know I just Vin Diesel I feel like he would have killed every Nazi on screen if he had the chance. Uh, uh, but he didn't get to it because he was strucken down by the goddamn Krauts. Hey, it's Pod Fast and Pod Furious. We're talking about our pal Vin Diesel, who was in the Fast and the Furious as Dominic Toretto, but now he's Adrian Caparzo in Saving Private Ryan. And we're drunk as hell. I'm Dave. I'm Chance, and we are joined very specially by one of my closest friends, my West Coast fucking Travis, if we will, because I've mentioned Travis on this podcast. This is the boy that, like... I would have probably killed myself in California if I did not have this man by my side. He is my best friend. He is one of a kind. It is Kevin Santiago. What's up? What's up? Nice to see you guys. Nice to hear you guys. I give a very depressing intro to you. That was like a super low-key introduction to... Uh, Was it? Oh, I'm sorry. I I, I should speak a little louder. I'm, I'm loud on my end. Get loud. Get loud. Get well, proud. Not it's just America. The, not just the loudness. Just, just, just bringing that sort of energy. Because Chance was like, he was ready to kill himself in his intro, and then uh, <laughs> I'm dead without you, Kevin. I think it. I think it's that low non-response that actually did that. You know, it's that low energy that helped uh, calm him down a little bit. Yeah, Zen. You talked me down. Zen. You zen me out. All right, what do we have here? Uh, Kevin, you drinking anything on your end? Because we always drink beers over here in the East Coast. Uh, yeah. No, just uh, no, just smoking a little bit. That's it. What's you smoking on? What's it called? What's this brand cigarettes? called? Cigarettes? No, 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 no cigarettes. Uh, just some uh, Platinum OG, you know, regular platinum shit. Platinum OG? Wow. Dude, you got the Platinum Award for, like, killing the most Nazis. You got the Ten Rings over there. You're like the Mandarin. What the fuck? We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're drinking we're drinking a beer called Sam seventy six. What I figured is uh we're gonna go patriotic with it because this is our fourth of July episode this is coming out on the fifth of July. Hello. What's up everybody, Patriots? Hey, uh, kneel for your national anthem, boys kneel, and girls. Boys. Uh this shit says life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Kevin, if I were to describe this can, it would be... It is be, the most American fucking beer I think I've ever the seen. The goddamn most patriotic fucking alcohol I've ever seen in my entire life. It's so, you know how he's like, people would put NAM, N-A-M, 76? Yeah, well, this right, yeah. Sam just did S-A-M, and then the little apostrophe, and then 76. Well, you know what it is? Is They're it like about- spray-painted stencil letters, like military style? No, I wish. That actually would have made it better. They went revolutionary with it. Yeah, what 76 do you think they're talking about? 
1976. What's your what's your pick? Oh, I'm assuming 17. My man, the Freedom Fighters. 17 with the. Is it is it a Sam Adams uh, branch? It's a revolutionary beer. Yeah. It says, can I tell you, it says, Sam 76 is a perfect union of lager and ale, giving you a craft beer with the flavor, oh shit, I'm spilling, with the flavor of an ale and the refreshment and crisp finish of a lager. The result is revolutionary. Signed by Jim Cock, one of the Cock brothers. Jim Cock. <laughs> the Cock brothers. Dude, a lager and ale, a craft beer, it, and a fucking lager, and also a crisp. Let me tell you, it's a mediocre beer. Where's it from? Sam like 76. Is it, where's it from? Uh, Sam Adams Brewing Company. Oh, it's Sam, oh, okay, that's what I thought. You're like Boston, I guess. Yeah. So you've sipped it, you've sipped it, and you're not a fan? It's just like every other Sam Adams. It's mediocre. Immediately, you're like, you, you just dismiss it. Sam Adams is a bullshit beer. <laughs> it's a bullshit beer. Sam Adams is fantastic are you, are you stuck beer. Down over there, do you have like an orange juice or something? No. Man, you don't have a single thing to suck. Should I? Should I just? I, yeah, I, I told, think you. So. I told yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, man, beer. yeah well, Just grab please, a cup please. of water, fucking. Yeah, you know, you review the water for us. Yo, yeah. does JW have like a chalada in the fridge? No, no, hold on. Let me let me go grab one of these bitch ass IPA, one of these IPAs or something. Oh, there's beer in the fridge. There we go. He's going to grab it. God damn. Ladies and gentlemen, while well, this, this man, this is the episode of the century. I think that this beer is like the most mediocre beer we've had. <laughs> it's like perfectly down the middle. Yes. This is something that like I would buy for the Fourth of July and drink, and then be like, and you say, hell with it. I'd be like, yeah, this is fine. I'm gonna I had it, it once and I'll never have it again. It's not that I wouldn't have it again. It's just, it doesn't taste like much. Right. We, we have had, throughout the show, we've had like tasty beers. We've like, had some mangoes. We've had yeah. tropicals. We've had some goddamn. We've had seaweeds. Well, we've sewer cleaners and shit. Yeah. The, the monster beer, that was a sewer The Trogo monster. And then, uh, then we end up with this, this piss. Uh, this is a. Uh, this is as revolutionary as calling the French in to save your ass at the end of the day. Oh, shout out to Lafayette. Oh, Lafayette ruled. Hey, if you are not, if you've never read about the Revolutionary War, the French saved our fucking buttholes. You got any books to recommend? Yeah, I actually have one. It's called oh. 1776. Oh, speaking into the mic instead of off to the side. Well, I'm grabbing it. It's called 1776. It's by David... McCullough. McCullough. That's my brother. Winner of the Pulitzer Prize. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. The motherfucker, dude. He looks like a goddamn old molester. Kevin, do you have any uh, revolutionary (laughs) books to recommend? Revolutionary books. Actually, there's this this book by a guy. It's called the... Hold on one second, and I could pull that Is it David McCullough? No. Che Guevara? It's not. It's the... William Barton, I believe. Okay, Bill Barton. What's it called? It's the forgotten, the forgotten heroes of the Revolutionary War, and it like, like dissects all like the paintings that we all know, and okay, and points out like how many how many in power colored people there were all around 
the of of all races and stuff that were in the Revolutionary War that are just like erased from history. And it's, That's okay. So you've read and finished the book? I, I read. No, I didn't finish the book. No. Okay. When you when you finish it, if you want to make a trade, I have a book called 1776 by David McCullough. It's it goes through like the war beat by beat. I'll trade you, dude. We'll FedEx each other the bookses. We'll trade. Okay. Because <laughs> you know me. I know that you love the rep. I know that you love literally war in general. You're you're a very big war buff. Yeah, um, yeah. Like definitely, it's my. Are are you a war monger? Not a war monger. Just you a, seek it out. No, I don't seek it out. Just the stories of. Can I just? Is, say? is that why you're a fan? Okay, because chances inform me that you are a huge fan of Saving Private Ryan. That's why we have you on. This is like your favorite, favorite movie. movie. Yes, definitely a hit home. Always strong, strong impact as a child. As a child. As a child. Ninety-eight. This is a thing you've been years old. since you were a babe, and it, it's it's it struck a nerve with you, and you 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 it's followed it. It's, it's just a it's just a, a goddamn. I mean, did you just? I mean, you just saw it. We just watched it. It's just fucking, it's ridiculous. Every part of it is like just its own movie. And I think that it's just like unseen how, how like war movies, every war movie is different, but this one, nobody does it that same way. And I think that every time you watch it, it used to like pop in on fucking TNT and it was like, just a piece of it and all these little bits of it become like small bits of this fucking three hour movie that you see so many times we were talking about it's like it seems like you could just like tune in for any of the action scenes and it's just spielberg shoots this film better than anybody shoots any war film like i'm sorry i know he was best friends with um with uh shining guy uh kubrick kubrick yeah who did uh, the the, ham, the the helmet, the full full he- full metal full, jacket, full, yeah, full metal full metal helmets. That fucking jabroni. Which yeah. I don't I like full metal jacket. I think it's like the one Kubrick film that I don't like. I think it's very it's too it's too much like America hoorah for me. This film is like it's not about America. It's not about Germany. It's about people. Yeah, and it's not like what war fucking like the tolls that war takes on you, and only Spielberg could fucking like put this to cinema. I mean, I think it, it's definitely about the people. I mean, it leaves the war behind. You can see because there's so little wide shots of of everything. Everything is like tight lenses and like constantly focused over the shoulder on someone, over the shoulder on someone. It's yeah, him looking at the. Him looking at one person, that person looking back. Him, it's constantly perspectives of their little group rather than the entire war. We don't even know the progress or not progress. We're just constantly, you know. I love this because I think this may be the deepest we dissect like a film Uh, ever in our podcast. Chance Chance noted that early on, like while we were watching during the Normandy scene, he was like, "It's just over the shoulders you see of the Nazis, and that's that's it." And then. You're it's like the, it. the movie inspired all of the war video games that we play. Like it, it, this movie is, I mean, I mean, it's in, inspirational. I think to all, not just war movies, but action. I think that fucking Spielberg did something in this film 
that if you want to shoot an action film and you want to shoot it right, you're going to look at the way that he handled like the last 45 minutes of this film are fucking action. And it's delicious. Like the way that he shoots it is so like, it's digestible. It's entertaining. It's, I mean, and it's every, one of a kind. Everything is on such a grand scale. Like, I mean, for every character, you're seeing these mini movies develop between, like, especially in that last sequence where you're talking about those that last war. It, it constantly goes from from all these little mini stories, and when it, you know, it jumps to the sniper scene up in the clock tower, and he's just doing his thing and taking care of that, and then constantly. I mean, instantly you just see the fucking tank aim up to him, and it's and just... And then we get a George Lucas, George Lucas explosion on him. Uh, and it's just wide shot, boom, that fucking thing goes, and then next now, story. Okay. Now we're back here's to... Something that, here's something that Dave brought up, and I'm curious if you feel the same. So, like, we, we stay on him, and the explosion happens, and it's really bad CGI. Wouldn't that scene have been better if we just cut to the outside, where he actually blew up the fucking clock tower... It's oh, I didn't actually like like the him looking over and the flame just taking over him. It looks like George Lucas. Yeah, shit. yeah, that absolutely. I would have just cut just from him screw just him realizing to wide shot. That's that's all, Dave. Dude, Dave's about that. Like, yeah, realization was, cut. One yeah. Um, one scene I really like is like at the beginning. Once Upham joins them and they're like walking through this field. And you just get this feel for every character. It's uh, it's Band of Brothers. It like, reminds well, it reminded me of the bit in Predator where where they're yes. on the helicopter and they're all talking to each other. Yeah. Uh, Shane Black is like telling yeah. jokes. Like yeah, you just get this like like everybody's dealing out exposition to each other, and then you, you get the relationships between everybody, and you get the arcs that are gonna form throughout. And it just happens in this five minute scene. I think it's really good, and they they do do a good job. And it's the thing do. They do do a good job. I mean, oh. it, I mean, are you talking about when they're first, uh, when they first separate and they first grab a? Uh, uh, no, no, no. When they when they when first they, come over the hill, when they first meet before Vin Diesel dies, um, they they, they, they literally joins the squad. They legitimately start talking about Fubar in that scene. That's where like yeah. Fubar. Is. Okay, and yeah. Like, also, like the the vital, they do such a good job of establishing the fact that him and. Uh, him and the Jewish guy was gonna have an issue later on. Yeah, Melish. That, yeah, that, I, I noted that a chance. Like, I think that was maybe my favorite relationship in the film. Was like Melish is maybe my favorite character. Like, and he's got, and yeah, he's got this antagonistic relationship early with Upham, and then later at the end, he's you're he's Johnny like, on the spot with the ammo and their buddy buddy, and then uh, fucking Upham has to watch him die. To quote something, Private Ryan, hear the him die. Just, him, the man ended up wearing him like underwear hear him just fucking gargle to death yeah. oh that death scene is so fucking tragic like i mean i, I mean oh fuck man it was so, i mean that part sticks with me to the point where every time i see that guy i'm just like oh god i hate this guy no matter what point in the movie i catch it i'm just like ah, oh, this guy sucks it's just from that he like he ah it was, you're, you're talking about up him right yeah up him yeah <laughs> When yeah, he's okay. just waiting on the other side Jeremy of that Davis, wall. He's, okay. he's really good. Can I can I take us back for a minute? I'm going to take us back to one hour in the film. Vin Diesel. 
This is Vin the reason. All right, all right. This is the reason we're here. We're here for Vin Diesel as Adrian Caparzo. We are pod fast, pod furious. So naturally, we have to we have to fucking go back and just speak about Vin Diesel for an hour, and that hour goes by in the blink of an eye. That hour fucking blurs by. Yeah, I mean, Normandy itself is like what, like forty minutes? Yeah, it's, just fucking just. It feels it like moves. it's like twenty minutes. It's like Snowpiercer, baby. Woo! It's cutting through the mountains. Call me Chris Pine, baby. <laughs> was it Chris Pine or what was it? Uh, Chris other? Evans. Chris Evans. I can't keep yeah, him okay. straight. Too many hot. Yeah, Chris's. there's too many Chris's. Too many hot Chris's. Get him out of here. Let's execute some of them. No, just let me fuck them all. Oh, you gotta fuck them to death. No, I just want to fuck them. Oh, okay. like oh. sensually, very like passionately. Oh. They're hot. I like these men. They all act well, but it is like something like it, it just the movie fucking moves forward. And I will say, Vin Diesel gets a ton of screen time in the first hour. Yeah, he Vin does. Diesel, he's chewing the fat, dude. Like every scene, he's he's smoking a cigarette, like just fucking giving like. I mean, I mean. Yeah, you can even tell how how he speaks. He's got like the real like New Yorker accent. Like you yep. feel, you know, he's like, oh, what the fuck? Like, you know, I got to deal with this fuck. It's fuck. and then and then we well, come was, up. Uh, he got this role because Spielberg saw Strays, yes, right? We, we talked we about, about Strays earlier. And we also talked. It's not because of Strays. We talked about multifacial in a minisode. Multifacial. He filmed multifacial for no money. He shot it himself, uh, and then he acted in it, and it's about how actors of, if you aren't black or white, if you're, like, in between, if you're a very macchiato color, like, you can't find a role, because they, they either want you to be too black or too white or too Mexican, or and he does all these perfect, like, accents and shit. He even raps. He raps in that short film. He does indeed. And he apparently went around L.A. with a stack of these, this short film on VHS, and somehow one of these VHSs ended up in Spielberg's fucking hands, and Spielberg said, I want him for fucking saving Private Ryan. Like, he said, this kid's got the chops. That's no joke, Kevin. Like, the dude rolled around with a trunk full of fucking VHS. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'd have to, I have to see this shit. It makes me fucking want to check it's it out. It's on YouTube. Uh, no, no, Kevin. It's on YouTube, it's thirty minutes long. It's worth it, Kevin. Uh, I don't know if you've listened to the show at all. It's okay to say you haven't. Uh, I, I listened to a bit of the Mister Deedles episode. Yo, meet the Deedles fucking rules. That movie is a treat. That's it, you motherfucker. You should have listened to everything. Anyway, <laughs> I got a plane ticket back to California, and I'm coming for your ass, Cameron. Way back in our first fucking minisode, we referred to Vin Diesel as the 21st century Yul Brenner. Brenner. He's a um, multi-ethnic motherfucker. He's multifacial. He'll just pop up in anything, and it'll be any race for you, and he's the guy. Well, that was, okay, earlier <laughs> today, Kevin texted me, he's like, yeah, Vin Diesel is just like a, uh, what'd you, what'd you refer to it as, like a... Uh, an unenthusiastic oh, meathead. Oh, I said overcompensating meathead. Overcompensating, which oh, so you were disrespecting Vin Diesel. I mean, a little You're, bit in his roles he chooses. I mean, I said this is the best acting he ever did. You know what? We're gonna fly out here, and I'm gonna give you a camel clutch. We're gonna we're gonna drop a we're I gonna drop it. a immaculate breadception. I'm gonna and give you a camel clutch. 3D through the table. 
<laughs> Kevin never watched wrestling. He oh, no, you no. don't know what 3D is a Dudley death. He lived in Florida. Never watched wrestling. No, uh, no, not at Kevin, all. Kevin, tell the people a bit about yourself while we're here. Yeah, break it down, Kev. Yeah, yeah. A, tell a, them who you are. I show you. I love you. I feel like my enthusiasm for you should be uh, make your story good, boy. Shit, my story. That's interesting. My story. That's the best story, dude. Jesus Christ. So, uh, yeah, my. I'm talking. Don't don't shy over the in and out part. The in and out part. <laughs> He's talking about your dad talking... having sex with your mom. So, I mean, no. what? What? I mean, do you just want? I mean, you have to be more specific here. Let, let's not, you know, use an hour here. I was talking about your window deals. My. Your in and out, your personal in and out window deals. Okay, so basically my background as of currently, or do you want where I come from? I was raised in. <laughs> okay, okay, here's the thing. This podcast knows that I worked in film. I've like, on multitude of times, I like, talked about my origin in film. You were, you were my best friend, and you, you are my best friend, but like, we work together regularly. Right, right, and I'm yeah, I'm trying to understand like what perspective you need the intro from. You know, I was, uh, by the if time not, if you're not comfortable with it, Kevin, you don't have to tell it. But I think that you have the most interesting backstory. Where like I grew up, I wanted to work in film. You grew up, you had a dad who worked in film, and then you, motherfucker, you were a fucking lawbreaker. You you were a fucking wild west cowboy in a sense in Florida. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just it could be I don't know it could be a long it. story. That's what I meant. It's just a, a it's quick. It's not that long. You, you, you know, told you, it to me in like five minutes. So so yeah. So basically, I was born in uh, California. Born in California. Father during the earthquake. During the <laughs> yeah, in that era, right at, right around there. Earthquake. Uh, fucking. Um, parents moved, uh, back to Argentina and, uh, from there I went to school, uh, learned, learned all my reading and writing down there and, uh, learned English as a second language when I arrived in Florida at like six years old. So, uh, so yeah, so from six to, uh, 20, I lived in Florida. Florida is a shithole for the most part. Uh... And, uh, yeah, you know, just had trouble, you know, my dad, it's something about like the film career that just puts you in that freelance loop, that constant ups and downs. And so you're an entrepreneur, you're, you're born to be an entrepreneur from the start. Like freelancing is entrepreneurship. It, it's so, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, it doesn't work out in Florida. It just does not work out in Florida. So uh, it does. I feel like you probably were richer in Florida than you were here in California. Man, no, no way. It's no way. Really? Oh, no way. It's, with your with your little like roll up to the window deal, you weren't like just making stacks. No way, man. I mean, it's you just, must have just had the best deals ever, dude. The risk reward ratio is just too high. This guy's a regular Kmart. Man, you're tripping. So okay, can I can I can I just kind of put, like here's how I see it like would you mind if I like yeah go ahead go, go ahead Kevin Santiago this this is like I love this fucking guy and I when we first met I didn't think we would get along 
I met his brother first, Ale, who I was like, all right, this kid's a turd. And then he introduced me to Kevin. I was like, but I still love Ale. He watched us live last night. <laughs> but, like, he's no Kevin. Kevin is, like, Kevin comes off like he is the toughest fucking dude in the world. Like, you would not want to fucking deal with him. Like, Kevin's intimidating. <laughs> it is. You are an intimidating person. You may not think it's true, but you are a very intimidating persona. Like, Weird. the way you, you're very... If, if especially on set, because we were on set, and you know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, you always knew what the fuck you were talking about. And I was just trying to learn now the California ways. I had worked in Canada as a director's assistant. I never worked in, like, crew departments. This... And you were very, you were very like, here's how the fuck you do it. Like, I mean, and it's funny because even when I think back, I guess that's the the persona you try to portray, but you know, looking back, I didn't know shit. But I, you also had just moved from Florida. Exactly. I, I mean, but, but I had just moved from like Maryland. You and I had the same idea of like we know a little bit, and we're gonna like sell that shit as hard as we can. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, try that, fake it till you make it is the ultimate saying, you know. So. That's California. I will say, like, I will say California, like, if you want to work in film, your best bet is to, if you have a little bit of knowledge about something, cling on to that and sell the shit out of yourself based on that little bit of knowledge. Like, it, whore yourself, basically. Yeah. Whore yourself. Yeah, that's a better, that's a better idea. You're going to work a lot. You're going to get fucked a lot. You're going to get underpaid for being fucked. But you'll get there. Yeah. And it lives forever. Something like that. For you, not for me. I, I, I'm the pussy who bailed out. I, I'm the one who pulled the rip. No, no, no. You just had to regroup, you know. It's fine. Everybody needs a regroup. LA stays I'll, here. I'll... I'll talk to I'll talk to you about that privately, but I just want to say like you you before you moved to California, you literally were like a and stop me like if I say too much, but like you were a dealer on the top fucking form that like people came to your window like it was an in and out. I mean, if, I mean and I look back and I'm like it's such a fucking terrible fucking way to do things it's like how do you fucking operate you know now it's it's okay now here's the difference I look back on it like I look back on your story about that and it's like yeah it's a bad idea but also it shows like how entrepreneurial like you were like you yeah of course you were you you were able to sell yourself the minute you touched ground in california and it's because you were busy like selling yourself in fucking florida from the start that is no i will say that that is very true i mean it transfers over very well like especially you know you know how it goes i mean handling fucking contacts and information and networking and making contacts with fucking people you don't know and i mean it's it does transfer well in that aspect i guess so the moral of the, the moral of the story is like, hey kids, if you want to work in film, sell drugs first. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> we found the route to success. Sell drugs. Yeah. You, you'll really get a sense of entrepreneurship. And the... <laughs> fuck, man. I love, I love, and I miss you, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. It's fucking been so long. It's fucked up. 
Now let's sense. talk about Vin Diesel dying. Yeah, yeah, let's go back to that. Sorry. All right, so what we got here, we got a film of a fucking bunch of people, and they got to kill Hitler. And Hitler, to me, if you ask me, this guy was a real fucking sick puppy. Hey, if you ask me, I think there's good guys on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was a... This guy was a real bastard, I think. God, this guy was the biggest cocksucker history. I don't know what it, I don't know what it was with this dude, but he was just putting people into camps and just fun? fucking fun. What fun rumor? Okay, is it going to be actually fun or? Yeah, like, no, this is a, this is a fun historical rumor. Yeah. That you know how he parted his hair to the side? Sure. He apparently he did that with his cum, right? No, no, he insisted that his wife parted her fucking pubic hair to one side. Oh, you're talking about Ava Braun. Yeah, Ava apparently had to like part her, part her own pubic pu- hair. Pussy bitch. She had to she had to have a little Hitler haircut on now, her. Now did on she her pussy. go on screen like trying for the will style uh Linear Riefenstahl? I don't think they ever went on screen. Okay, they didn't do any close ups of Lenny Riefenstahl. No, they just shot each other in the face. Holes. Oh okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, he committed suicide, and then I think she suicided herself also. Which, am I the only one that I think, like, fuck you, Hitler. You pulled the bitch move out. You should have been. Yeah, what's, what's, <laughs> what's this guy's fucking deal, If dude? you're going to pull all this shit, you're going to destroy, like, like, you are trying to make your master race. You're trying to destroy a fucking group of people. Be the man to get dragged out in the street and right. get fucking, like, tomatoes thrown at your Read face. Read the room, dude. Read the room. Yeah, like, man. recognize I'm the I'm not narrative. sure it would have okay, been tomatoes. <sighs> what about tomatoes? I said I don't know if it would have been tomatoes. It probably would have been, like, hand grenades. But yeah. tomatoes, aren't those tomatoes? Because when his head explodes, it looks like a tomato hitting the concrete. Yeah, it would have been Gaddafi-esque, yeah, for sure. Gaddafi? God, Gaddafi. So our squad in this, we got uh, Tom Hanks as uh, Captain uh, Spillboy. We got Captain Spillboy. Captain Spillboy. <laughs> uh, Tom Tom Sizemore is the Sergeant... Uh, Machine Sergeant, Gun Poor guy. Sergeant, Sergeant Gunnery Fat Man. Uh, fake Ben Affleck is what? Ed Burns, I think? Yeah, yeah. fake... Fake Fatleck. Yeah, uh, Chance and I were both saying we thought this guy was fucking Ben Affleck. He knew. I texted him. I was like, yeah. "This guy should have been Ben Affleck." He was like, "You mean yeah, Tom?" Yeah. Like, no, it wasn't Tom. No, no, no it, not it, was, it, was the, it was the weird the fucking guy. Smoking yeah. a cigar. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was like the fucking cigar guy, the fucking New York. Like, how did Damon? Shit? How did Damon not put in the word and be like, "Hey, man"? Yeah, he should have wrangled this shit and been like, "Get my boy Ben in here." My boy Ben, he just came off a of dogma. Let's get him in some. Let's get him in. Some you have no idea how many dicks Ed Burns sucked to get that role, man. <laughs> Dude, Harvey Weinstein was set for fucking months after that. Ben's been slumming it since Reindeer Games. Can you get him in here? No, Ed no. Burns, man. Ed Burns. I'm telling you, Harvey. Ed will suck your dick for a month straight. Fucking. I want to make the out of you. How do you feel, Kevin? How do you feel about the Hardwick agenda? The Hardwick agenda? What's the Hardwick agenda? Did you read about Chris Hardwick? Chris Hardwick has been brought down by the deep state. Oh, that's the the guy, the fucking talking dead guy? The talking dead guy. Alex Jones is bringing him down from the deep state. I mean, what did he do, though? He, He, like, touched some girls or something? Nah, his his girlfriend, his fiance, 
uh, at the time, but then like they were boyfriend, girlfriend. She came out and wrote a letter that just kind of described beat by beat, like their entire relationship. Like she had a, she had an issue because she lost a ton of weight while dating him. And then he knocked her up. And then if she'd had the baby, she would have oh, died. She straight up anorexic. Yeah, she, yeah. Dude, she looked like shit, but yo, Chloe, Chloe Dixter, hottest chick. Fuck. Like, yo, Jessica Negri, you're only a hot cosplayer because of Chloe Dietrich. I don't know, Regardless, that, that's my little video game nerd moment. <sighs> Chloe Dietrich wrote this thing that she she became fucking anorexic because of their dating, and then she ended up getting pregnant, and then had to have it basically like surgically aborted because she would have died if she tried to have that baby. Uh, the surgery went well. It was her mom and Chris Hardwick in the room, and her mom goes is she going to be okay? And the doctor was like, yeah, she's actually, she's doing really well. She's going to be fine. And then fucking Chris Hardwick goes, so when can her and I start having sex again? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who the fuck says that? Oh my hey. God. Okay. Chris Hard Dick, can I get an amen? Chris no, Hart. I'm not going to give you an amen. So, Hello, Houghton here. You watched you watch The Walking goes. Dead. Yeah, uh, yeah, I got halfway through that. Like, yeah, that halfway through that season, I like stopped. I was, I haven't finished it. Well, you know me; I only watched it with you. And I'd be like, yeah, sure. This is this is a show. This is a show that's happening. Yeah, it's someone's like recording it. I still feel that way. It's just some <laughs> somehow I I feel compelled <laughs> to finish it. You know. Yeah, there's, dude. there's a guy in this shit. Someone recording it, dude. And he's like, I don't know who's paying me. It's a fucking mystery, but I got this camera, and you guys have to do I'm scenes. filming these dudes in makeup, <laughs> eating people not in makeup. It's, I, I mean, it's not even comprehensible okay. at times. Do you ever watch uh, the post Walking Dead show? Do you ever watch the Chris Hardwick, Hardwick talking bids? The talking hard land? No, no, I actually never dead. watched those. I know my brother. Hey. My brother actually went to one of those. I think. Really? Yeah, he went to a sitting of one. Hey guys, I'm Chris Hardwick, and I'm talking pot fast. Welcome to the end of pot fast, and we're gonna talk about it. Hey, Chance, how do you feel about this episode? <laughs> I don't like you, guy. What are you talking about, Kevin? How do you feel about this episode? Uh, it was a great episode, uh, but uh, yeah. How'd you do the acting so good? <laughs> it's uh it's easy yeah. i just uh looked back at the last five seasons and uh did the same thing that's great i did the acting so good also in house of a thousand corpses when i made a movie with rob zombie and i'm a famous person and uh i'm a millionaire and i married uh george randolph Hearst's granddaughter or whatever hey man however you gotta get your money yeah get it how you live well all right i'm chris Harddick, and i'm out of here tough gig Okay, so we, we're going to recap the team from Saving Private Ryan's. We got uh, Tom Hanks, who's got the, Hanks, the captain man. Uh, we got, we got Sizemore. Faith Ben Affleck. Faith Ben Affleck. Sizemore's Tom, a god. Tom Sizedick. Tom Sizedick. He has the biggest Tom's, dick. Uh, Tom changing room, really. It's like he's, he's out here. He's putting his size about. He's, he's showing his dick. You've um, got the guy who uh, gets... A bullet reflected off of his helmet, and then he takes his helmet off, looks at it questionably. Uh, yeah, and he's not part of the squad. <laughs> no, he uh, dies right there. Yeah, uh, Gia, Gia, Gia Rabasi, 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 
Um, this guy's a Scientologist and he's a Tom Cruise. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> he's a fucking Scientologist. No wonder I didn't like his character. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin did a fucking, uh, like they had a, um, Kevin, have you gone clear? Who's the Grease guy? John Travolta. John, they did a John Travolta's like birthday party and Kevin had to do the audio for oh, it. Oh, Kevin, have you gone clear? Dude, I've not gone clear. It was like, no, it was actually right next door to that. We were borrowing space while they were doing Oh, L. Ron Hubbard's birthday. Did you meet Zenith? L. Ron Hubbard's birthday. You were using the bathroom, though, right? Yeah, like, I went in. They let us use the bathroom and shit. It was weird. I, I even remember, like, like getting a couple pics and shit. It was fucked you up. You sent me pictures of the posters on the wall, and yeah. they were the most propaganda-looking motherfuckers. Yeah, it was, like, it was like, to reach the bridge, you must finally expunge your life or something. <laughs> it was like, fuck, man. I was like, I just want to pee. And then, have you have you ascended to see you? Didn't they want to take your phone? They they no, they're like looked at it and they like made sure that everything stays in your pockets and then they just watch you as you go up until the door. So you could take the Because they just want you they want you to walk down Zenu's hallway and knock <laughs> knock knock in on Zenu's door. <laughs> I didn't though, I didn't. I resisted. So you haven't tasted the, the god of the outer realm? Who dropped the spirits into the volcano? No, do you think not he's yet. Like a Goro I don't guy? think. I don't think. He's definitely got like a puppeteer, dude. I don't How think. Do you feel Re- about puppeteer? I don't think Rubisi has either, though. I mean, he's he's sneaky Pete. You know what I'm saying? Thirteen. He's a Scientologist, dude. Oh, he's put in the money. Sneaky Pete on Amazon. Check yeah. it out. Season two Haven't now available. Uh, Rubisi's in here. He wants morphine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I died like Rabisi, I'd be like morphine me up and just leave me. Just fucking like morphine my ass up, leave me. I'll probably blow my that's, brain. That's what he does. Point. He's dying. He's going mama. They, mama. Kevin, have you seen Escape from the Planet of the Apes? Uh, no, I haven't actually. Okay. You should. All right. You need to see that Let's movie. Let's describe the Planet of the Apes movies to you. First of all, there's Planet of the Apes where... It's Charles, just Planet of the Apes. Charles, no Planet of the Apes. Charlton Heston flies through a black hole in space and becomes an ape man. Right. And, he does. and then he sees that the Statue of Liberty has been blown up by ape people. So he's gone through space and time. Right, right, right. right. Bastards, I've traveled through time. And now, now I'm the sequel. The, now I'm in the future. And then there's another man who kind of looks like Charlton Heston. In the it's kind of like an Evil Dead 2, like, soft Right, movie. a little bit of a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he finds, like, a nuclear family, like, like they worship the atom bomb. They're mutants underground who worship uh, fucking atomic energy, yeah. and they want to blow up a nuke. To they want to get rid the of the monkeys. Right. Yeah, they hate the monkeys. And then Charlton Heston honestly looks kind of like an ape man. He already got, like, did. A, he is <laughs> He's also got the intelligence of it. He's got like a jutting jaw and a hairy chest and he, a fucking. He is trigger. He is as trigger happy as the apes in Planet of the Apes. Yeah, and he just wants to see their downfall, and then they fucking they shoot him to death with a gun. God bless. And then he's like, ah, goddamn, I better hit this button, and the nuke goes off and yeah. just blows everybody. But then the fucking monkeys. Here's where we get good. This the, is the where later good, films are the fucking money. The monkeys go goddamn back in time. And this is, they this take is, a spaceship escaping. They have a doctor, and then they have the parents. Yeah, and they land in the sea, dude. It's Cornelius and Zira and fucking 
Dr. Aldo. Dr. Aldo, who dies, like, immediately. Yeah, and for some reason they decide, hey, it's going to be cool that we're apes who land in the sea through space and time. I feel like But they, as long as we don't speak. I feel like they went back in time. No, I feel like they fucked up with their landing. I feel like they, uh, their plan was to go back and, to, like, try and prove that, like, smart apes weren't, like, they weren't ISIS. They weren't a disaster to America. Okay. But America's so xenophobic. The film is very much like America's oh, xenophobic. Oh, it's, it's definitely about the racial politics of the, the time. Yeah, or the we already are. don't like black people. How do you expect us yeah. to accept apes? And it's like uh, these fuckers are disgusting. And we have and this one FBI agent, this, this one guy, motherfucker. He really has it out for the talking apes because he's like, he look, roofies Zira. Well, first of all, he's like, look, these apes can fly through space and they're scientists and astronauts. But they can talk? Now that's what really sets me yeah. off. I don't care about their scientific yeah. breakthroughs. Fucking shoot him in the head with a pistol. He he he, <laughs> he legitimately he roofies Zira, gets her to admit that like they killed humans back in her time. Oh man, it's sick as fuck. And then at the end of the film, Zira and her husband have had a baby, Caesar. Mm, and the- dude, they replaced it with a fake ape like there's another ape, but they replaced it with a dumb ape. They replaced their smart ape with they, a dumb they ape. They go to a circus led by Ricardo Montalban, who is Star Trek II <laughs> Wrath of Khan. One of the best actors ever. Khan himself. Ricardo Montalban. And they said, here, amazing. take this genius baby ape and we're going to put it with your dumb apes. Yeah, put him with your dumb apes and we'll see if people notice. And then fucking the goddamn smart apes get shot to death by the government. But then keep in mind, they have a dumb ape in their possession. The lady's got a dumb ape. This FBI guy (laughs) comes in. He strips her from her dumb ape baby. From the head to the toe. He straight throws this bitch up in the air like a fucking, like, pitch to yourself. And then fucking fires, like, eight gunshots into it. He just just blows holes in this Shoots this baby monkey away. Right, and then says... Fuck you, you goddamn chimp. And then Caesar's dad, like, tears him to shreds. And then the next thing we see is a fucking, uh, is it a real ape or an animatronic ape? And he's in a fucking circus with Ricardo Montalban. He's going, it's an animatronic ape, baby. (laughs) Well, we've caught you up on Planet of the Apes 1 through 3. Now all you have to do is see Conquest, which is the best apes film. Now welcome back to Saving Private Ryan's. Hey, Kelvin. What's going on? Why is this your favorite movie? Why is this my favorite movie? What a complex Yeah, what is it about this movie question. that really touches you and like uh taints you? Well, you're a war you're a war film guy. You're war stricken. Yeah, I'm a I'm a war films guy. First, I think it's the I mean, it's it's so much because it first of all, when I saw it, it was like a 2 years after it came out, and so I just got the DVD. 2000. Yeah, it was like 2000. So, you know, I just got the DVD and like watched it and you didn't have so many movies. So I just like watched it and it just stuck with me so much. And as the years went on and I figured out what good movies were, what bad movies were, I realized how good that movie was even as I learned about other movies. That was that was one it's thing. It's a when, perfect film. Yeah, when I was watching The Chance, it was like just as an action film, like Actually, seeing actual blood spurts and dummies being blown apart and, and shit is, like that. Like, I was like, they don't do this in action films anymore. No, they well, don't. Like, not even in other war movies. Well, you're, you're, a, you're a historian in a sense. Like, you love history. That's You and I, like, really, like, the Kindle of our fucking love, our, our Amazon Kindle of our love was, uh, like, we, we love history. We love war. We love the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, like, 
history. We yeah. we like to dissect how America is fucked, but like historically, yeah. Um, but I think with this film is what Spielberg did was he took how he made the action amazing and very like visceral in Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then applied it to this, and then we have the DP, which was. Janusz Kaminski. Janusz just over here, just like, I was bringing it up to Dave. There's like a scene where they're sitting on the steps, and I was like, dude, the lighting is like, the sun is here, and that's our lighting. So, like, this part of them fall out into shadows. Like Even in the first scene, I was saying, there's a lot of, like, mixture. There's, like, some silent cinema. There's, like, some Three Stooges shit. And then then there's this weird weird cinema where it's like, I'm throwing you into it. And that whole, like... Out that whole scene where they're in that uh, in the letters typing room, you know, everything's when so. When he drops his fucking, when he drops his fucking typewriter. Uh, no, no, no. When they're in uh, the letters, when they're finding out about the three letters to the Ryan mom. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like all the windows are with his one arm. Overblown windows, like light pouring through. Yeah. You're yeah. just like, what is this like godly heavenly light? You know, like they're doing some sort of that this is the clean work, not the fucking dirty shit from the war. We you and I worked on a ton of films that were like shot shitty. We worked with a DP personally who like didn't know how to fucking shoot a thing to save his life. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Let's be like this film is like the, the, okay, let's just take it back to the guy that we worked with closely. Like, he was all about natural lighting, but he didn't understand natural lighting. Like, this film is natural lighting to its finest, where if something falls off into shadow, we leave it. We it, let it lie. Oh, the I mean, the it. I think that where that lies is the lenses, the long lenses. Everything yeah. is from far away, long lenses, compressing everything, and it just feels so dirty. I mean, he... If I'm not mistaken, he did a 200% saturation on the film to, like, make it even grittier looking and grimier just for that well, reason. Yeah, we were we were, were talking about it. it looks like the documentary films from that time. It, but color, right. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, a color, it's a colored version of it. But he also does, like, there's these uh, there's close-up shots that it, it feels like a silent film, like, all quiet on the Western Front or whatever, like... When the dude is shouting at Tom Hanks on the beach, oh and then yeah, there's a shot. I can hear him. Yeah, and there's there's a wide shot at the end. Well, where, they're sitting on the steps. Yeah, they're listening to the fucking uh, the the mega whatever the, the phone, megalophone the megalophone with the fucking record in it. And Jeremy Davies is talking to him. It, it feels like a silent film. That, that all, the, it the felt like it felt like it should have cut and gone yeah. to a black screen with like white. Right, right, right. I'm right. talking to you here about your own goddamn people. It, he not only nailed the the historical accuracy, he made it look like a period piece film from that time, but then he also was able to tran- transition that into being something that we would watch, that, that is a modern day movie, but it fucking plays so well. Yeah. Like, it, it, I mean, the slower scene is the church scene. I mean, yeah, but I I think, yeah, because they, they jam-packed so much fucking death and I guess they, they the character development has to happen somewhere, you know. But we've yeah. already done our group, our squad group, but we need we need Tom Hanks to like open up. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, if he's not opened up enough, I just I needed I needed that movie to keep going. I cut out that church scene. Yeah. This movie's a perfect. I'm a, I'm a chance. The church scene really like uh, too slow. Down just a notch. I mean, like the pace had been. We literally paused it. And we we're like, oh my god, we watched an hour so far. 
And then that church scene finished, and I was like, that was 14 minutes? I'm cool with watching these guys walk and talk. Like, I I don't need to see them sitting around. And the church scene is gorgeous. Like, it's It's lit beautifully, yeah. Um, And the acting is amazing. Like, uh, fucking Sizemore delivers this incredible. I don't think we did them enough justice. Can I take it back to Vin Diesel? I just think that Vin Diesel, the first hour of the film, shows Vin Diesel. Are you still in your first beer? No, dude. Yeah, I am. Yes, you are. Finish it. Finish it. Finish it right now. Can I finish my statement and I'm gonna finish it? Finish your statement. Finish the beer. Kevin. Fine. Kevin, quit slowing me down with my beer drinking. God what damn, you, son of a bitch. No, Kevin never slowed me down. Kevin would always be like, how'd you finish like the three Hey, beers? drink your fucking beer. I don't want to hear it. All right, the fact is, is Vin Diesel, in the first hour of the film, there are a lot of shots focused on Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel is chewing the fat. Vin Diesel is acting his he fucking is. He ass He really off. is, yeah. He literally delivers a line. He, like, takes a puff, puts his smoke down, and then is like, there's just smoke billowing out of his mouth as he's, like, angry about the fubon. Yeah. Like, and um, even at the start of the scene where he dies, uh, they have the guy, like, laying in the street getting shot, and Vin Diesel's questioning Tom Hanks, and he's like, they're fucking shooting this guy. What the hell's wrong with these bastards? Vin Diesel dies the most pot-ass, pot-furious and, and, and Tom's like, <laughs> they would do the same thing to us. Like, they would shoot our messengers. They were shooting his dead body. Vin he said, dies. He Vin said, dies. if you have a lung to breathe, then a lung to die. If you have a breath in your lung, then you need to be if shot. You got a lung then, no, he's, diesel, if you got a lung inside your diesel, then you got to grind inside your weasel. I'm Vin Diesel, and I'm, I'm here to talk to you. About uh, goddamn G.I. Joe. No, goddamn it. Vin Diesel, when he dies, Vin Diesel goes to save a family. He pulls the daughter down, and he literally tells Tom Hanks, we need to get her across the road. We need to get her out of here. So he, he said, said to the next he, village. It's like, leave that the, fucking bitch down. But it was the decent, it was the diesel thing to do. It was the diesel thing to do. He wants to save the baby. But wait, Kevin, do you disagree? Won't. Do you disagree with him? I mean, it's a time to be in diesel, though. You have you have your army. You're already on a Fubar mission. Can you not spare one man to get this family to safety? I mean, get him down from that second story, maybe. But he did. Yeah, he no, that's what I'm saying. Maybe that, but down the whole village, like we got shit to do. We don't got time to slow down for these children. You can send, if anything, send the typewriter man. He's not worth a damn, dude. Just send him to fucking like. Journey like Oregon Trail them back out to the next village. He would have watched then, them all get raped and killed right in front of him. Okay, better yet, Vin Diesel gets fucking killed saving this little girl. The little girl, Tom Hanks, puts her back up into the second story, and she starts beating the shit out of her fucking dad. <laughs> and I feel like in German, she's like, "You're not Vin Diesel. You didn't want to save me. Uh, like, me familia means nothing to you." She Whatever, friends. They were French people. Regardless, me familiar <laughs> meant nothing to that dad, and she beat the shit out of her dad. She slapped the piss out of that dude. She did go after him really hard. Because he wasn't Vin Diesel. Deep Blue Sea. And we lost Vin Diesel. She was me. She represented me. We lost Vin Diesel she, because of this She team. spoke for you. And she came back that. and just started slapping the shit out of her dad. I was like, fuck it, you tell that dick. We lost Vin Diesel because of you, little bitch. She was like, I want the Jesus and you want the Jesus. And I want. I only believe in the Jesus. Mm-hmm. When I went to AA shortly, and they asked me what God I believed in, I told them you Dominic Toretto. <laughs> and they got very angry. And I was like, his whole point is like, me familiar. Like, did, you go Dom- did you go John Wickle? 
venom on them and then no i i stuck yeah, I killed the whole church. No, I went, uh, I went, uh, uh, Kingsman, and I killed the whole church. Kingman? Kingman, and I went and killed the whole uh. church. No, I just, I realized, I was like, what well, this you, chick was talking you, about What do you think of the sniper boy in this film? He's Chris dude, Kyle. Dude, Barry, Barry Pepper is the best, dude. Barry Pepper. Is he not, is he not a World War II Chris Kyle? He's, yeah, well, I, well, He's I, saying I, a prayer, and he's like, let these crap fucks die. I think uh, you might have to summon Chris yeah. Kyle himself to find but wait, out. But wait, Chris, Chris Kyle made that all up, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. probably just like this night. Well, here, let me. I'm gonna we watched Barry Pepper do it. I'm going to bring out the Ouija board. Let's and find I'm gonna, out. Here's what I'm going to do. Say I'm not me, Chris oh, Kyle. God. This is a one-time thing. I'm going to allow my fucking body to host the vessel of Chris Kyle himself. The Once American more. Sniper. You said you'd never do it again. Well, Chris Kyle. I didn't think we'd be doing You know, <laughs> David. <laughs> the story of David. Take over his body. God damn, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, is that you? Hey, how y'all doing? I'm Chris Kyle, American Sniper. Now, how do you feel about this man in World War II? He just, he said a prayer, and then he would shoot people through their, their looking glass into their eyeball. Well, you know, I have had the opportunity to uh, revisit this film in my afterlife, and uh, I just haven't been a fan of it because, it, unfortunately, he has not been assassinating savages with his sniper rifle. He's killing people that you agree with. Well, I would say that I agree with them, but uh, frankly, they look like me and they sound like me and they say things that I agree with. So uh, they hate people of different race and color and, and religion. Uh, something like that. Kyle <laughs> or, or Kevin, feel free to pop in here with a, a question for hey, Chris Kyle. How you doing? American hey, sniper. hey, it's me, Chris Kyle, the American Sniper. Uh, you might know me from my. Biography, American Sniper, and my film, American Sniper, starring uh, Bradley Cooper, directed by Clint Eastwood. Uh, how you doing there, Kevin? I'm good, I'm good. How's it going? Yeah, you got any questions for me there, Kevin? Kevin uh... How do you feel technology has advanced since World War II when, it ref- when, you know, when we're talking about sniper rifles here? That's that's a good question. You know, I, I I never apparated into a body in World War II because I never saw any reason to because I I felt like um, killing people, your own kind. Yeah, killing my own kind. They they had it they had it covered. But uh, the last war that I fought in was the Vietnam War, uh, where I I was against the Afghan. Oh, oh well, there was also Korea, where I was able to shoot some savages. So you possessed the body and then snipe people in Korea and Vietnam. Well, the thing y'all don't understand about me, you seem to think I'm just Chris Kyle, a man who is a, a physical being. But I, I, I will spring into anybody that will be able to shoot and harm and take the business to savages. So you're more of a holy ghost who just is here to fight for America against any brown man. That look, that way. would seem sacrilegious. I don't want to claim that I'm an, any sort of holy ghost. You're the you're but, you are uh, the ghost of Conan the Barbarian. I'm fighting the brown man. Nah, I ain't no ghost, no Conan the Barbarian. I'm the ghost of Chris Kyle himself. 
And I fought in Vietnam. Nam. Vietnam, I would sit back and I would shoot some savages. Sit back. Korean War, sit back, shoot some savages. What about Hurricane Katrina? Hurricane Katrina, sit back on the top of the Superdome, shoot some savages. So by savages, you just mean people of color? Well, no, what I'm saying is savages. They don't look like you. Uh, they have a horrific manner of being where they <laughs> yeah, they just act differently to what I would expect as a... As oh, a it's like a different culture? No church it's on a, Sunday. A different culture. They go to church on Sundays. Well, they don't go to church on Sundays. They go to church on Saturdays. Or you go, go to church on Sundays. If they go to church on Sundays and they do it differently completely... They wear a different hat. You walk into that church and you say, to, to hell with this. Uh, I said, Well, I wouldn't say to hell with this. That would seem absolutely rude. I would say to heck with this. May God have mercy on your may soul. May God have mercy on your soul and may soul have mercy on your God. And I would fire a fifty caliber round straight into their brain and let them uh, take themselves up into the goddamn afterlife. Okay. And I'm, saying, I'm sorry for saying goddamn, but... Uh, so I understand. You I've, are, been, you are, I've been pushed to this point by the Iraqis. You are uh, God's angel. I am God's God angel. God sent you down here with if, a fifty cal sniper rifle. If you've seen the movie The Crow 2, uh, City of Angels, that's me. A sort of... And what I'll so do... you're like the lesser Brandon Lee. Yeah, so, sort of something like that. And I'll just... Uh, I'll jump into the body of a man who wants revenge, or even a man who doesn't want revenge. And, uh, he just doesn't know it yet. Yeah, he just don't know it yet. He just he'll he'll you pop find, in, you pop yeah. in. He's all of a sudden like, I hate he'll, black people. Exactly. He'll find the bloodthirsty. Well, he won't say I hate black people, but he'll say uh, I hate savages. Okay. <laughs> and he'll find the bloodthirstiness as soon as I enter his Equally body. Disgusting. What I'm going throughout history. I've uh, I've I've seen Napoleon. I've seen. Uh, Have you shot Napoleon in the head? Well, no, Napoleon, uh, unfortunately, he fought to, on your side. He, he was on my side and he went to exile. But, uh, you know, I was out there. I was the architect of his uh, goddamn Sphinx when he became the Sphinx man. People of color can't uh, have them. People of color, uh, they helped build the goddamn Strait of Gibraltar and that sort of thing. And uh, You don't believe in it. Well, I don't believe in it, but I'll see it when I see it. You, you know believe it should have been a K of Gibraltar. Well, I, I think it may have been a queer of Gibraltar. Uh, how do you feel about gay folks? How do I feel about gay folks? Well, you know, in the service. Yeah. How do you in think? How service. do you think about gays and trans in the service? Wow. Beautiful question, Kevin. That is a fantastic question. They always told me, "Don't ask, don't tell." Well, I always said, "Don't see, don't shoot." <laughs> you said don't see don't shoot don't see don't shoot did you ever you know, accidentally shoot one uh, well i'd have to pass over it you know i wipe the sweat off my brow and i'd, I'd keep i'd keep scanning so say you were on like a navy submarine where they just oh, have you posted yeah. at one end and you just overwatched all of the the navy men and women. Oh uh, well, they'd have two of us on each end, and then uh, I'd look up at the rear end of the admiral, and then hit your your partner would be like, "I see a trans," and you'd be like, "Yes, that's right. Don't see, don't shoot." Yeah, well, I'd see. I'd say last flag flying. <laughs> all right. And it wasn't a rainbow flag that was flying. It was, uh, it was no rainbow rag flop. 
How and, do you uh, feel about the, the Philadelphia Eagles not kneeling during the Pledge of Allegiance, but everyone swears they did? Well, first of all, I'd say neither of their QBs are savages, yeah. but their running backs are all savages. Their Fair. defensive linemen, savages. Wide receiver savages. I didn't ask you your opinion on the team. So. And where and I, I saw them in person, I'd, I'd have to just plug them. Do you stand by Donald Trump? Well, here's the thing about Donald Trump. Do you think he is a man of the peoples? Of your peoples? Uh, let me know when he speaks out about the savages. Because he has. He said that Nazis are good people on both sides. There's uh, good people on both sides. Uh, I guess I won't have to support him. I don't know. I, I, I have to do the research. Can we get Dave back? Can you leave his body now? Who? Who? Chris, down. Chris, leave Who's his body. Down. Leave no. his body. No. Leave his body. No. No. Get the fuck uh, out uh, of Dave. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, what in the hell? You said a lot of racist shit while Chris Kyle was in here. What are you talking about? Chris Kyle's a very racist man. Who's... The American Sniper? The man? American Sniper himself. Oh, shit. Have you seen Magic Mike 2? Probably one of the best films ever made. Hey, Kevin, have you seen Magic Mike XXL? Uh, no, I haven't. Hmm. You should watch Why it. Why not? Uh, I, I have no reason why not. I just haven't. Do you like Soderbergh? Yeah, I like Soderbergh. Hey, and watch he, it. Like, hey, it, Kevin... Kevin, I know you. I know that it's not. It, it, it it's pitched as a movie that would not be your cup of tea. No, it no, is, it, it it has been pitched. It's been pitched like many different ways. People have been like, "No, you seriously? I know you wouldn't. You think you wouldn't hey, like it? It's like, maybe one of the best movies ever made, Kevin. Do you like? Fun? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding. I'm not. I'm not saying that for jokes. It's one of the best movies ever made. Do you like fun? Do you like seeing people who are good and they uh, have each other in their lives? Then I say, heck yeah, man. Let me tell you, you have a girlfriend now. Yeah. You have a very, you have a very gorgeous oh. woman. Tell us about your girlfriend. What's her, what's her name? Uh, no, let's not. <laughs> you have a very gorgeous girlfriend. Oh, you got a gorgeous girlfriend. A describer. When you and I were like hanging out, like you, you were single. I was single. Hello. It's not, not nothing to get into detail about. Okay. <laughs> No, Kevin has a very gorgeous girlfriend. I'm mm. saying, if you watch Magic Mike XXL, yes. put some of these Magic Mike dances into play. <laughs> let me tell you, baby, you're gonna you're gonna watch Magic Mike XXL. You're gonna go, hey, this is a fantastic fucking story. Like this is a tight story that it, it's about friendship. It's beautiful and like it works. And at the same time, you have people like defying gravity with their dance moves. Don't think it about it as men stripping. It's men defying fucking gravity. Except for Kevin Nash because he can't lift his legs. <laughs> if you were to guess what I tasted like, what would you guess? Uh, uh, pickled sausage? Fantastic. You I'd probably it. go with a yeah. chalada pickle sausage. <laughs> <laughs> if I tasted like something, what would you go with? Uh, shit. Mm. Mm, that's a Feel tough free one. To offend, baby. That's a tough one, man. Like, you know when, you know when you, you leave like teriyaki beef jerky in the car for like a week. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's me? Maybe. That's I'll take I'm... it. Booze are seeping out. <laughs> a lot of meat been eaten. If you were to die, how would you do it? Uh, Mount Everest. You'd die on Mount Everest? Yeah. Not a hard enough answer. I mean, I need to know if you, you would die climbing it, ascending it, uh, jumping down it with a goddamn parachute around your neck. Oh, well, that might actually be a good option. You know, maybe if you can't get down, just, like, base jump off of it. Oh. Just eat shit into another, like, just eat shit into the ground, Mount Everest. <laughs> like, a bad, it, like, just cause three. But you but said like, if you I had to, throw. right? Yeah, if you had to. Yeah, if I had to, I mean, shit. Would you ever eat Chance's shit if he presented his asshole to you like a baboon? And he had his uh, butt open. Years. His butt cheeks spread to you, red, uh just but it's not red it's a tainted brown at this point flaring like a motherfucking gun <laughs> no uh why not no that's a tough question there i got a bad butt i'll give you the answer i got a bad butt you know me i got a bad butt i mean i wouldn't do it to anybody so can i just all right i want to bring us back to the last 45 minutes of this film the last 45 minutes of this film is just fucking warfare. What do you think this Hitler guy's deal is? What's wrong with him? I think he's a rude boy. Uh, Tell me, rude boy, boy, can you get it up? What do you think about Hitler, Kevin? What's Hitler's fucking deal, dude? It's, it's funny how that guy in the po- in the foxhole was like the first thing he like could say in English was like, Fuck Hitler. Fuck Hitler. Fuck Hitler. Now, uh... Do you get confused by this guy? Because there's a lot of people who I seem did. to... Yeah, Chance was confused by this man. There's there's uh, later on, there's a skinhead who, some, like, shoots somebody else. Some people think that this fuck Hitler guy is the guy who stabs Mellish. It, that's how... That's oh, what it seems... It almost seems like that, doesn't it? it right, seems, right. But then it's not. Because Upham gets his redemption arc for shooting the guy yeah. who he saves earlier. He makes right. him dig his own grave. Right. Uh, uh, it's a weird. It, it may be Spielberg's only flaw in this film. But wait, wait a second. Because uh, they let him go, right? Yeah. They let him go, and then that creates that whole little thing. Do they end up shooting him or not? No. Yeah. yeah. The, well, up and no, he gets away. No, no he, up him shoots up after he shoots Tom. Yeah, Hanks. he shoots Tom Hanks, and then up him kills him. But there's a guy earlier on. They're up in like a building with up him. And it looks like the guy, and then the guy walks past Upham. In the scene where he stabs the guy. But it's not It's not the same guy. It's a different, it's a different Nazi. Oh. All Nazis look alike. All Nazis should die. I'm just going to say it. Nazi folks, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah, they could have just looked similar. Or, yeah, they could have just looked similar. What if all the Nazis were played by the same actor, but that actor was Moby? Kill them all, let God sort them out. <laughs> What if? Yeah, what if it was Moby? Well, then fuck it. Kill Moby then. <laughs> dude, I was like, Kevin, I don't know what if do you, you What do you have against Moby, dude? I don't know if you agree. He's a Kevin, Nazi, like, apparently. He's skinhead. It's close enough. Yeah. I feel like, okay, because watching this film, I couldn't help but be reminded that our current president said there are good guys on both sides. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, during the Charlottesville, like, yeah. 
Yeah. Now, at the very beginning of this film, we see Americans throw grenades into bunkers and then Nazis run out like flaming, like they're on fire and they're just like jumping out of like the fucking shooter bay and like whatever the fuck you would call it. Yeah. Does it not make you think like, God damn, man, what happened to America? Like this is this is how we treat Nazis. They 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 told a group of Nazis to run away and they shot them all in the back. I mean, and I I cheered. Man, the rhetoric—it's a different time. It's a different time. These are—they're not. Should pers- it be a different time? No, no, I absolutely shouldn't. No, I mean, this is how that gets going. It's- Nazis deserve to die. So I, I what you guys want to do is rewind time. I want to go back and kill somebody. I want America to start like Charlottesville during the riots. I wish that they had treated the Nazis like they treated them in Saving Michael, Private Ryan. Michael Bilson, <laughs> Michael Vartan from Alias shows up and he says, "I'm a fucking I'm Nazi guy being discriminated upon by the goddamn U.S. government." And they're giving, like, Nazis... Yeah, but he's Michael Vartan from Alias. I have never seen Alias. And then the U.S. government government shows up and they said, I'm Alias instead. You're dead. How do you feel about that? Well, I'm not going to trust the American government. I'm probably just going to go kill that Nazi and, like, call it a day. Is that, like, whoop that trick? It's called kill that Nazi? Whoop that trick. Kill Kill that that Nazi. Nazi. Whoop that trick. Nazi kill Whoop that Nazi. Nazi. <laughs> Kevin, if Nazis fucking take over the US, will you fucking will you stand by me and shoot some Nazis take in the a, fucking head? Take a bold stance here, motherfucker. Are you gonna kill the Nazis or what? It's not even that bold. Definitely. How do you feel? I actually I actually Oh, you actually This is an interesting thing. I've never This is interesting. Shut the fuck up, you drunk. I'm drunk. I'm drunk too. But you're drunk. I've never actually talked to Kevin about like how he felt about the uh, Charlottesville like riots. Oh, how did you feel about that? How did I feel about that? I mean, yeah, like, I I mean, it's what you when you say it like that. When you say that it's oh, it's Nazis that are that. What you have to watch like the other side of news. It's not portrayed that way. They portray it such a different way that... Yeah, because every fucking bullshitting media is going to portray it a different way. They're going to show the Nazi salutes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's... Can't put those on TV. I mean, I, I mean, I don't understand how they're not... How it how it still happens, but... But I mean, why are, why are, why are we even arguing over Confederate statues? That shit is... is they're absurd. traitors. Absurd. Do we want to argue about fucking like uh, uh, what's his name for the Revolutionary War? Uh, come on, hit me. Christmas Addicts. No, <laughs> Christmas Addicts was the first black man killed during the. Hit me. Who's the Who's the guy who like turned on the Americans? Benedict Arnold. Benedict, Benedict Arnold. Arnold. Yeah. We don't have a statue of Benedict Arnold. No, I mean about, no. Of course, in any loss, no. There's no loss statues. I don't know. No, Arnold. what I don't understand is how people in fucking like Ohio fly the Confederate oh. flag, dude. And in fucking Arnold. Maryland, it's how a- do you fly it in Maryland? It's bullshit. You're wrong. This, you're on the wrong side of history. You, I mean, you're. I mean, but it's. I. 
It's all about that that fucking like the historical well, my shit. Brother's brother, ten years ago, brother. Hey, in that, the if you remember, if you remember what I was talking about earlier, that book they talk about. I mean, it's Woodrow Wilson, really. Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson was a bitch. Woodrow Wilson, when he came in, all those stat- Yo, all those bitch. statues. You think Woodrow Wilson ever got hit? Oh, oh say. Sorry, but no, seriously. Uh, What'd you say? Can you repeat that? Oh, uh, Woodrow Wilson. Uh, is the guy who had all those statues built? They all came up during his presidency. He yeah, during Jim Crow. Yeah, he had yeah. a huge early 1900s, like 1910s. He had like huge control of like uh, uh, the KKK and like Crow. yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, that shit. He had such a history with erasing uh, black. He's a history. racist boy. Yeah. Now, uh, Woodrow Wilson was famous for being kind of silent. Do you think he kept quiet when he came after he got uh, sucked off by his wife? Uh, pr- probably not. I mean, I'm sure he told somebody about it. <laughs> but he's like, hey, don't tell any of the black folk, but man, I hoot and holler what, in this white I, I want to know if, he, he, if he made noise while he was fucking getting jerked off and cummed off. I think Woodrow now. Wilson should have been shot in the head. Do you think Woodrow Wilson was related to Owen and Luke Wilson? Are the Wilson brothers of Hollywood related to Woodrow Wilson? Wow. <laughs> to racist Woodrow Wilson. Wow. I'm Owen Wilson. Wow. And I'm Luke Wilson. I just some very I, like, chill. I'm just a chill guy. I was in uh, Idiocracy and I just... I'm, Maintain my chill. I like to occasionally make movies that I think that I relate to, but my brother, he'll do any movie. My brother, he's Borat. Very nice. <laughs> can we just all, can we Can we take a moment, can we take a moment, just agree, all Nazis deserve to die? Not, not, mm. Nazis, Nazis deserve, deserve to, to die. Here's all I gotta <laughs> say about the Nazis. Every time I see them, I want to just give him a big old hug and try and take him to my side. Now, I want to take guys. a 1911 Colt, put it to its head, and go, fuck you. I want to take a 1911 Colt and put it to my head and say, run, horsey, run. Go, go, go. Come on, you're a quarter. triple crown or you're a Nazi. Yeah, we're at the <laughs> Bethesda Pimlico race marks. And just- here you go, you're a... To, wrap this, to, to, to close this out, can I just talk about the last 45 minutes of this film? Oh, it sucks. It is the most beautiful fucking 45 minutes of film. They're, right. ton, they're clearly on, like, a lot, and they have, like, which they built, like, these fucking houses in, like, a field. Yeah. And then they just have green screen on either end. Yeah. But they do it right where, like, you have, like, three houses, and then you have, like, this one green screen. It still screen. made me horny, too. It doesn't look bad. It doesn't look like Black Panther. Black Panther looks like a fucking cartoon movie. Right. This, I, mean, I mean, and most, most fucking Marvel movies do. They're just so sick. If you were to, if you were to, are you, you not a to, Marvel movie fan? Uh, I mean, no, not really. If you were to cast a black man in this film, who would it be? Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how you say his name. Chiwetel Ojefor. Chiwetel Ojefor. Yeah, that guy. Who would he be? Uh, he would be. Uh, Rabisi's part. <laughs> 
He'd be the black medic of, of. Oh, he'd be the black medic. Okay, I see how it is. I would replace. I would replace fake fucking Ben Affleck with uh, Michael B. Jordan, Eddie Burns. <laughs> but Michael B. Jordan also be like thirteen during. We this we always ask three questions on this podcast. Yeah, get ready, Kevin. The first question is. Should Powers Booth have been in this movie? Now the answer is always yes. Yeah, don't. But the definitely. question is, who should he have played? Who should Powers Booth have been in? The fucking Saving Private Ryan. Uh, the guy who gives him the assignment. Oh, okay. So like the the armless uh... Dennis Farina. Dennis Farina, yeah, Dennis Farina. He would have been good in Farina's role. He would have been good in Ted Danson's role. Oh, Ted uh, Danson, yeah. Yeah. I think he would have been a great uh, armless Cranston. Yeah. Oh, oh, Cranston, yeah. Yeah, Cranston. But Cranston killed give it. it a, give it a shake. Shake us your armless arm. Cranston doesn't look like he's seen shit. Mm. Powers Booth would have seen like he's seen Powers some Booth shit. would have been this <laughs> digging it down. Like, Cranston, <laughs> feels like Cranston feels like he lost that arm in, like, basic oh, training. Oh, oh, <laughs> You know what I mean, Kevin? Like, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. He's a little clean. Like He's a little Booth, clean. I would have been like, yeah, this dude lost that shit in some war. Maybe but even now World I'm War like, One. This man actually shit in some whore. All right, what's the second question? What if he lost his arm in a whore? Like, he got it stuck. It was a fake arm. Her, she came so hard, her pussy tightened, and, her, and it just cut his arm off. She had a fake, tightened rubber pussy, and it stuck the arm inside it. And it cut and his arm. Yeah. Is the second question, did Paul Giamatti have to be in this movie? Well, the answer is yes. Paul Giamatti ruled, dude. Paul Giamatti's mustache had to God be in this movie. <laughs> I'd take Giamatti over, like, Radici yeah. and Jeremy Davies and... Honestly, Ted Danson is the greatest honest, cameo. Like 90% of the cast. But, like, I'll take him over everyone else below Ted Danson. Below. Uh, actually, the second the second question we usually ask is, uh, who was the hottest person in this movie? So yeah. who was the hottest person in this film? I'm going to let Kevin answer first. Oh, that's a tough one. Who was so hot that you couldn't contain your goddamn pants and your dick came bursting out of your Johnson? Uh, Matt Damon's wife at the cemetery. Hello! That old, that old broad. I would put my pants between her leathers. Oh. (laughs) I'm gonna go with, I wanna fuck her in the ass while she's playing bingo. I didn't say that. I did. I'm gonna go with Vin Diesel. Yeah, Vin Diesel is hot, dude. He's like smoking and like talking, like puffing clouds of smoke. Like he just seems he's, like a bad he's, motherfucker. He's got a personality worth fucking. He does. He he sold himself to me in this. Like film. if I had a wife, I'd let her cheat on me with him. I'd be a cuck. I'd watch. Yeah. I'd cuck. I'd be like, yo, Donald Trump. You're right. I am a cuck. My wife is fucking Vin Diesel. Go for it, boy. <laughs> it's worth it. I'll watch this shit. Taste him. Taste him, baby. Now let me taste him. Now let me give it a taste. I put my tongue out and I just wiggle it. All right, and our third question is... What's your, of, no, no, no. What's oh, your I never said who was the hottest. Yeah. Well, it would have to be the goddamn woman who took the letter that said that all the Private Ryan boys were dead. Oh, like the, the Phyllis from The Office. Yeah, oh, all three Private Ryans are dead. You're just here... Fucking taking a note. And her pussy was leaking during it. I will. I'd make her leak even further. She almost <laughs> slipped on her own pussy juices at the end. I'm Crazy. gonna swing my head back and forth like a fucking... Mop it up. 
All right, what's the third question? The third question is always, how many Coronas out of six would you give this film? What's your rating? Kevin, what's your rating out of six out of the film out of the six? Full six. Full six. Full six. Well, that's to be expected from a man who said it's his favorite film of all fucking time. Not my favorite movie. Six Coronas. He's giving it a six as well. I'm going to give it a... You know what? Because there was like two boring parts. You're going to be a little bitch about it. Five and a half out of five. Five and a half. So it's a half off for the slow motion. Yeah, you're not getting the full six, motherfuckers. Try again, Spielberg. listeners out there, Spielbergs, if you're listening, I'm going to fucking give you the deadly death drop. I'm going to give you the goddamn... It's it's no Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, boy. That's, that's, that's another podcast. That is another podcast, but no, there's no Vin Diesel in it, so... You know it's another podcast? That's why it is superior, maybe. Podcast. And we're on the podcast now, because it's the one that all people can't wait to hear. It's Podfast and Pod Furious, baby. Follow and us at, at Podfast Podcast on Twitters. And I suck myself off. You are dying. Um, you're so literally about to be a dead human being. I'm gonna. You're gonna be a dead human being, motherfucker. Probably. When you're I drunk throw enough to you kill off me. The roof and I fucking hang out. There's no way. There's no like up. You can't carry my ass onto this roof. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm You'll gonna break your back. That's gonna happen. Then you're gonna throw yourself yes, off with it. I'm going to break up okay, back. Kevin. How many more movies need dummies? All of them. Every yeah. one of them. <laughs> yeah. Dummies getting blown up fucking rules. God, dummy. Dude, they I... blew up a dummy and his body went right, like like camera right, and then his fucking arm went camera left, and it was fucking amazing. <laughs> you can only get Blow up more dummies, Hollywood. Yeah. Some, yeah. some shithead creating the CGI doesn't do that kind of work. Exactly. Dummies don't sexually harass people. CGI does. <laughs> CGI robots sexually harass people like Chris Hardwick. Done. I think that's it. I think we, uh... uh we're almost 130 in. We gotta wrap this up. Let's... My name is Steven Spielberg. I have an iceberg controlled by my own company that has the weather. All right, Elon Musk. Uh, Hello, it's me, Elon. Elon, go home. <laughs> Elon Musk is here. Elon, Hello. go home. Kevin's. I heard you are here. You want to talk to me, Elon Musk. I have so many questions to answer for Are you, you. going to give me a free battery? No, go home. I will not give you a free battery unless you come to my factory and you wage slave labor for like three months. I argue against become... unions. Why do you sound Mexican? Then I'm going to have to send you down the tunnel to the bad place. <laughs> where where I have to fight unions? Uh, no, no. <laughs> Anyway, this has been podcast. I have a razor blade that come and uh, take you out and it uh, cut you in one third. Oh, so it's like uh, Last Crusade. Yeah, and then another razor blade cut you in another one. So the penitent Elon. I asked. I asked Grimy and Grimy go. She check out the factory and she said it was great, Elon. You are a fantastic, most fabulous boyfriend. 
and I love you, and I want to cuddle with and you. And then the cum that shot down her throat gave her facial reaction. What are you talking surgery? about? You are so disgusting talking about the coming. Elon, person. how do you feel about capitalism? I I despise capitalism. You're a socialist. Right? I love socialism as long as all the people are socializing against creating a union that will... Um, but you got divorced and want nothing to do with the five children you had. Well, my mother, she went to South Africa and she went and she created a slave diamond mine. And you and, sent your children there? Uh, I sent all my children there. All five. All five of them. And they said, I am Elon Jr. I am Elon III. Very happy to be Elon Jr. Egon, I am Bigron and I am uh, Mustafa, and we <laughs> joined the, the slave labor here in the tiny glove of Africa. And uh, please stop asking me about this. Uh, I think that you're more of a capitalist than a socialist. Well, that's what they all say. I, they all find hey, out that they... Send uh, me to Mars. Send me to Mars to fucking get away from I'll send America. You the, well, I will send you into the outer reaches of outer space, if that was okay. But you also said the first people that go to Mars space. are probably going to die. Uh, well, you know what? Shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's been Elon Musk, everybody. This hey, is a podcast. Pod Elon Musk, I'm the pod Elon. Podfast, Pod Furious, and uh, we've been joined by our friend Kevin Santiago, who is an amazing, amazing Swiss Army knife of Hollywood. He, he does sound for a living, but Christ, Kevin, you. <laughs> I think you're a better fucking camera off than you are anything else. You, this guy's a regular fucking Quentin Tarantino. Quentin except without sexual harassment charges. And he doesn't suck on toes. No toes. No toes. Only in his personal time. Dodos. <laughs> and uh, I've been joined as always by David Bowden and I've been joined uh, always by the chance man and he, he he came here and he said hi and then I also said hello the chance man was here and I came all over the place enter chance man baby 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 Salud. Me, me familiar. Pussy. Me pussy. Me pussy.